Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, this is Russ, and this is The Overlook. So today I'm actually covering two stories. We're going to cover the disappearance of Derek LaShawn Evans and the disappearance of Pauline Del Mundo. Now, the reason I'm going to explore two different disappearances in one episode is because both have limited information, but both are stories that really need to be told. Now, both individuals are people of the LGBT community, and, and though we're seeing a significant amount of cases specifically targeted against the LGBT community, I often can't find a lot of information on these stories. And after researching a lot of these cases, especially against trans women, go unsolved. And in efforts to bring more awareness to hate crimes against the LGBT community, I thought we should give a spotlight on these two cases. The Disappearance of Derek LaShawn Evans Derek LaShawn Evans is an African-American male who has been missing from Valdosta, Georgia since November 7, 2020. Derek is about 26 years old. At the time of his disappearance, he had bright pink hair and both ears pierced. So the day Derek disappeared, he was actually expecting company in his Magnolia Square apartment. It is said that he was on the phone with a friend right before the company arrived and told that friend that he will call her back once his company left. However, he never called her back. He also had plans to meet up with another friend later that evening at a nightclub. However, he never made it to that club. So the weird thing is, no one seems to know who was this person that came to visit Derek. No one seems to really know what happened during this visit. Now, family began posting missing person flyers around town soon after Derek went missing. Family continuously went to his home to check in the following weeks after his disappearance in hopes that maybe he came back. Police are treating his case as suspicious and they're trying to follow up on any tips they receive. Now, Derek being gone this long is highly suspicious. It's suspicious for him not to reach out to friends. It's suspicious for him not to be on social media, which he has not been. Now, thanks to the people on WebSleuths, I was able to find Derek's Facebook page. It appears he was in a relationship and was having problems around the time that he disappeared. In October of 2020, he made a post about wanting to be with someone who he doesn't have to hide. Now, this gives the vibes that he was dealing with someone who was DL or not ready to come out the closet or in denial about his sexual orientation. And as I went through his Facebook, there was a few posts that hinted at a relationship and relationship problems. Now, this is all particularly interesting because DL situations are known to be dangerous. And when I say DL, I'm speaking of the down low a term used for 
men who like to engage in sex with other men, but they like to hide it from other people. This is something that they don't want other people to know. They present themselves as heterosexual among other people other than the person that you're dealing with. Now, again, those type of situations can be very dangerous, especially if the individual who is hiding their sexuality believes there's a chance that someone will find out about it. Even though Evans was making posts on Facebook about his relationship, he actually never alluded to one particular person. Even when he was on the phone with his friend, right before he disappeared, he said he had company coming over. To this day, we still have no idea who this person was. Now, of course, people are speculating that the company is probably our main suspect. But again, we don't know who this person is. You can see people speculating on his Facebook posts and other posts that whoever this company was, for some reason feared that he may get exposed due to Derek or by Derek. And this person may have caused harm to Derek. Now his family does have a Facebook up and I'm not sure which one is the family's. I read an article that mentioned something about a Facebook, but I actually found two different Facebook dedicated to Derek. So I'm not sure which one as a families versus which one may be friends. But on one of the pages, they have missing person flyers of Derek. And this particular flyer had a little more information than I can find in any article. In this flyer, it said that before Derek disappeared, someone had seen him getting in a heated conversation with an unknown person. They got in a heated conversation. This person got in their car. Derek went into his home. But as the person drove away, they say Derek chased the car and then got in. Now, that information was posted in February of this year, and I cannot verify it anywhere else. So I don't know who gave this information out, but I have not found any official sources on it. Also, I'm not sure who's running this page. I'm not sure if this is a page run by family or if this is a page ran by friends or someone else. And of course, if you head over to the blog and if you're hearing this, that means the blog is up. And if you head over to the blog, I have links to both Facebook pages and all the articles. Now, whoever is running the Facebook pages, they are keeping up to date. They are posting. They are reaching out for help. Every few months, you'll see them posting something new about it and ask that people share the flyer. But as of yet, no one has came out. No one has said anything. And one of the things that makes it extremely dangerous for any individual is when you're dating, at least one person should know who you are dating. Not just in this case, but we've had a couple other cases where people have disappeared and they had someone they were talking to but no one really knew who this person was. And as we know, when a person disappears, usually their partners are the first suspect. Now, it doesn't mean the partner always did it, but statistically, partners and ex-partners tend to typically play a big part in a lot of these crimes. Now, if anyone has any information about the disappearance of Derek LaShawn Evans Jr., I ask that you give a call to the Valdosta Police Department Bureau of Investigations at 229-293-3145. Or you can give a call to the Crime Tip Line at 229-293-3091. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the disappearance of Pauline Del Mundo. Pauline is a Filipino transgender woman from Florida 
who went missing during a flight layover at the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Now, according to family, during her layover, Pauline called one of her sisters and her sister remembered her sounding depressed and her speech being somewhat incoherent. Damunda was on her way to a 10-day vacation in Cozumel, Mexico. It is reported that this was a trip that she had been planning for over a year. Now, on this phone call, she expressed that she no longer wanted to go on the airplane. She no longer wanted to go on a trip. She wanted to get a ticket and head back to Tampa. Since this day, her phone has died and has not been turned back on. No one has talked to her since. For, so, of course, the flight records were checked. The hotel was checked. And Damunda never checked in to either one. Pauline had recently had a rotator cuff injury that was affecting her ability to work. At that time, Pauline was a nurse. Her sister believes that this was possibly why she was depressed. Pauline considered herself disabled after she had this injury. She was a hardworking woman who loved her job and would often work overtime. Now, according to ncmissingpersons.org, there is surveillance footage of Pauline walking away from the airport and sitting on a curb across the street from some warehouses at 1.48 a.m. It's stated at 3.52 a.m. that she just abruptly gets up and walks away from the curb, heading east. However, in the direction she headed, there was an obstruction and we can't really see what happens after that. This is the last known footage of Pauline. And this area is not a good area. It's surrounded by construction, ditches, ravines, swamps, and there's like wooded bushy areas in this particular location as well. Now on WebSoups, there was a user commenting that she knew Pauline personally, that this was her boyfriend's godmother, and the family does not believe this is a case of her simply running away. Now this user hints that there were some things that Pauline said. said that made them feel as someone may have been following her at that time, but the user never gives information on exactly what was said. The same just wanted to know what she was last wearing, but they found it out because police did release this information to the media while refusing to release it to them. And according to this user, family searched the areas, they searched shelter, and, and according to the family, that whole area was searched and they found no trace of her. They even searched homeless shelters and motels and hotels and things like that in the area. Now, the same user says that family actually asked the detectives on the case if they can get the FBI involved because FBI cannot get involved in a case unless they are asked by the local police to come in. But this user states the detectives declined and basically said, no, we got it. Another interesting comment that was made on this very same thread is that Damundo was traveling with yellow luggage. And seen with this luggage, apparently while at the airport, she's not seen with it once she goes outside of the airport. Now, let me explain to you why this is odd. Pauline disappeared September 14th of 2019. And I point this out because since 9-11, 
You cannot do something like just leave a piece of luggage in the airport. This is immediately going to be treated as a threat. You hear all the time on airplanes and you'll hear on the loudspeakers while you're walking through the airport and they'll have signs everywhere saying, if you see a suspicious package left alone, please tell TSA or please tell personnel. And so this web sleuth user made a valid point. Where did that bag go? And if it was just left alone and no one picked it up, did police search for it to see if it was ever turned in? And honestly, if they left it, like it's that was something that someone more than likely would tell TSA. He called for backup to inspect it, but nothing like this was reported. Now, this could mean nothing. She could have maybe took in the ladies' room and then left it there. She could have been sitting down and someone stole it, just up and took it. And she decided to, you know what, whatever, I'm going to carry on without it. But while this is very interesting, it could mean absolutely nothing at all. But it is a very interesting point. Another thing we have to remember is that Dallas was experiencing a number of trans women being murdered. September 20th, it is reported that a Hispanic male pulled up in a red truck, allegedly yelling transphobic slurs before shooting a trans woman multiple times, killing her. And while this may seem completely unrelated, between September 2018 and September 2019, when Pauline went missing, four trans women were murdered in cold blood, very suspicious circumstances during that time. And there actually are articles about police actually wondering if these attacks were stringed together. And local trans advocates state they absolutely believe it's stringed together that a targeted string of hate crimes was going on at that time, specifically targeting trans women. But to this day, I still can't find anything saying that police believes Pauline was a part of that possible strings of hate crimes. Though family believes this may be the case. And again, you have to think about what was going on in that time frame. I mean, in 2017, Texas was rated the most anti-LGBTQ state in America. Now, I couldn't find sources specifically telling me which state is ranked in 2020 or 2019. But yeah, in 2017, Texas had more violent crimes against LGBTQ individuals than any other state. And by multiple states in a very big gap. Now, of course, we're hoping that that is not the case. And I will say the other trans women who were murdered were black women. But again, Pauline is considered a woman of color. So given that information, is it hard to believe Pauline was the victim of foul play due to simply being a trans woman in an area known for hostility against the LGBTQ community? Honestly, I don't think that's a stretch. And Pauline was a part of a very big, close family. One would like to believe that if she walked away on her own or did something on her own that would purposely cause her to be away this long, that she would have at least reached out to someone to say, hey, goodbye, for whatever reason. Now, I will admit, when I first read this case, my first thought was suicide. She had this trip planned that they're saying she planned like over a year ago. 
Also, it was a vacation. It was meant to be a fun, stress-free vacation. To hear that right before she disappeared, she called a sibling and seemed really depressed and seemed incoherent. This kind of led me to believe that suicide was a possibility. However, here's the thing. I did not see suicide mentioned in a single article. It was not speculated in a single forum. I could not find anyone who had a similar comment. And you know what? It could just be I have not came across the right forums. I did not read the right articles, but I read all the ones I could find and I read all the forums I'm familiar with that talk about missing person cases and it's never brought up and I can be completely missing something. It doesn't seem like family believes that is the case either. And I will say if she committed suicide, one, she was in Dallas, Texas. It's an area it seems like she was unfamiliar with. It's not like she would know where to go that was very hidden and secluded if she didn't want anyone to find her. Also, that area where she was, you know, airports usually aren't by a lot of busy places and things. But that area where she was last seen, that area was searched. Organizations actually came out and helped search. The family even hired a private detective. No one could find anything. And you would think if suicide was the case, we would have at least found her body by now, but no one has. My hope is that Pauline is somewhere fine with a peace of mind, away from all her stress, away from everything that depressed her. However, we have to consider other possibilities. We need to find out where Pauline is. Why didn't she return? And if anyone is responsible for her not returning. Now again, Pauline is a Filipina-American woman. She speaks with a bit of an accent and sometimes goes by Paulino, Paula, or Paulina. Anyone with information on her whereabouts should call the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport Detective Sergeant Carl Ross at 972-391-7221. And again, I will post those numbers up on Instagram. Someone mentioned to me that I did not post the number for the last episode on Instagram. So I am going to go back and you should be able to see those edited and the status in. So if there was a particular case where you felt like I did have some information, but you couldn't find the number or you kept going back and maybe I said the numbers too fast, head over to the Instagram and you will be able to find that information. Also head over to the box space. I actually always have them posted on the blogs. Again, the website is theoverlookedpodcast.com. That is available for anybody who wants to go through and read the articles themselves and they wanna go and see the Facebook comments for themselves as well. All of that will be posted and you'll be able to, as you read, click through and it'll pop up on another screen, those articles and those Facebook comments and all of that. I will have a picture of both individuals posted on Instagram. And other than that, I hope you guys have a safe week. Be safe, stay vigilant, and I'll see you next Sunday.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.